And away we go. It is the BCJ podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com. Make sure you are heading down to the Holy Grail. Maybe it's for uh, for a Bearcats road game joining us in one of our watch parties. Maybe it's on a, on a Sunday, a Bengals Sunday, you're heading down and you're hanging out at the banks. Whatever it may be, make sure you stop by and support the people that support us. Get yourself some Reuben wontons, maybe some delicious pizza like I had on uh, Saturday night. It was one of the few things that went right about Saturday night. Uh, but whatever it is, get down to the Holy Grail. You'll have a great time and you will support those that are supporting us. Hi, David. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I mean, you know, I'm pretty good. I always like when there are those days that prove that we know what the hell we're talking about. Today was definitely <laughs> one of those days. So that's always uh, that's always a plus. We have a special guest uh, tonight. We no special guest tonight. No, we have one. Oh, did you see that little? Oh, it's pickle. Yeah, someone decided, someone decided to to jump up here. Grace us with her presence. It's been a minute. I know. I was I was tweeting. Twixing. <laughs> I was twixing. How was how was Halloween at the Simone family household? Uh, it was good. It was cold. Yeah. But uh but it was good. I took the shortcut, Dave. What's that? Never never done it before, but I got home late. I was in a bad mood. It was cold. I didn't really feel like starting a fire in the driveway. So I just did the uh, candy in a bowl on the porch. <laughs> just left it. Yep. Help yourself. Not, not, not feeling it. <laughs> some people in about- our, some people in our neighborhood, I guess, did that. And whoever the last kids were took the bowl too. Luckily, I did not put a good bowl out. So. They were like, you could, they're like, you can take as much candy as you want, but you didn't need to take the bowl too. Can we have the bowl back? Jeez, kids these days got some hoodlums out here on the east side. Yeah, I so Kelsey spent the night with a friend and and did the whole trick or treat thing in her friend's neighborhood. So uh, she asked me to stop by and pick up her bag of candy because she didn't want to take it to school today. And she's like, "Bring it home, like don't touch anything." And I was like, "Okay, I'll re." You just gave me a Christmas list. I'll remember not to touch anything on that either. And she's like, no, I'm just kidding. You can have all the candy you want. It's fine. <laughs> Did she go as Taylor Swift? Uh, no, she went as Travis Kelty. Her friend went as Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Got it. So she had the, she got the painted on beard and her <laughs> Travis Kelsey jersey and the whole nine yards. Kids. Yeah. Kids, kids, kids. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was all right. It was all right. Let's, uh, I guess let's get to it. And uh, I guess we'll just do an entire Big 12 segment here. I, I have a feeling we're not going to have much to say about Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah, I have zero to say about it. I have not so, thought of, 
I've not thought about that game for one single Since Sunday second, morning. Second post eleven a.m. Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, this Big Twelve segment brought to you by Team Ticker. It's a one of a kind sports sign for Bearcats. It's high tech. It's got a retro display that provides daily updates, the latest news, stats, schedules, much more. No subscription required. You're looking for the perfect addition to your man cave, your dorm room. Christmas is coming. A gift for that special Bearcats fan. Go to teamticker.com. Pick up your team ticker today. I've got the C Paul. Aaron has the Bearcat. It's easy to hang. It plays the fight song at game time. That got Aaron today. Uh, I guess they played the fight song at tip off of the women's uh, exhibition yep. game. Sure so you just all of a sudden in your house, the, the fight song was rocking. Yeah. I was like, that's not Bluey. What's going on? <laughs> it actually explains a lot because I wasn't thinking that they would play it for like all of the sports, but just randomly it will play. And now I'm, it's clicking that it's like a men's soccer game or a volleyball match or whatever. Yeah. It plays the fights. Well, so, men's yeah. soccer's not a men's soccer's not a thing. I was, but. I know I was being a smart ass, but, uh, club but hockey. yeah, club hockey, but yeah, teamticker.com. Get your team ticker today or put it on, <laughs> put it on your Christmas list. Do that too. Delightful. All right. Much better. All right. Let's get to it, Dave. Uh, that was that was as bad a half as, as, as we've seen in a long time. Uh, Not great, Bob. Dating back to, I don't know. That has to go back to 2017 since we've seen something uh, like that. What was it? 30, 35 to 6 in the second half? Yeah, I guess so. Like I said, I haven't really given it much thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I don't even. There's no good to take. I mean, yeah, the running backs were were solid, but that like that's been the case all year. But the whole point of having a great running game is that you're in the lead and you can wear teams yeah. down and. Uh, you know, milk the clock and limit possessions and, and all of that. But, I mean, it, it doesn't do you any good if you're, you know, down three at half and then you're down 24 halfway through the third quarter. Great. You ran for 200-something yards again. Almost 300 again. Doesn't matter. Number six in the country in rushing. And you're two and six. Yeah. You know what? This occurred to me today, Dave. That looked like the entire philosophy of a of a Luke Fickle like led Cincinnati team in the American Athletic Conference, didn't it? You just kind of jostle with them in the first half, and then by the time halftime rolls around, you come out <clears throat> and you dominate the second half and and absolutely just bury. Yeah, an opponent like that's how it was. That's how it was supposed to be drawn up uh, in the fickle era in the American. <clears throat> and Oklahoma State said, 
Toto, you're not in the American anymore. <clears throat> and we're going to do that to you here because mm -hmm. they were bigger, they were stronger, they were faster. Like it, it was, it was abundantly clear that they had the advantage in pretty much every aspect. Yeah. I mean, I know we've talked quite a bit of, um, you know, about the trenches and especially the offensive tackle position and, and needing to just be a bigger, stronger, longer unit to compete week in and week out in the Big 12. But I think the thing that I'm seeing, I think, especially at, you know, at the positions that speed matters the most is there's just doesn't have a lot of it. There's just not really any of it. Whether it's receivers are fast enough and good enough to get open or DBs are fast enough and good enough to run with other teams receivers. Yeah. The outside, there just is not a lot of juice right now. And whatever you want to attribute that to, uh, it's just not there. I mean, it's yeah, I don't pretty really, easy. I'm kind of to the point, like, I don't really give a rip what you want to attribute it to. It does, it, I'll just be like, sure. I'll just, and I'll just say, it's not there. So I don't really care what explanation you want to put behind it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, the only thing that we know for sure is that there was high end college and slash NFL level talent at those positions as recently as a year or two ago. And now it is very clearly all gone. Yeah, I mean, the, the most confounding thing to me from that game specifically was that Oklahoma State was not good at stopping the pass. We talked about it on last week, Wednesday. We talked about it on Sunday, obviously, post-game. But they were not good against the pass. And we could not, outside of one one catch and run by Xavier Henderson couldn't do literally anything in the pass game. Now that is, an all, that is an all encompassing comment. That is a quarterback wide receiver line play call. That is a all encompassing offensive comment, but could not do anything against a team that has been bad stopping the pass against the passing juggernaut offenses of West Virginia, Kansas, Kansas State, and Iowa State. Yeah, I I don't know if could not is the right word, though, Dave. Because they didn't. They didn't try. They threw five passes in the first half. Yeah. The first one was the one Xavier Henderson ran for 50 <laughs> yards or whatever. Right. Uh, the first pass. That was the first pass of the game. They threw it four more times and went one for four the rest of the half. I I haven't um I haven't disagreed too much with like Satterfield's press conferences. Um because right. I generally think like he's being honest from his perspective. Uh saying that it was the weather, I I I, I didn't see them have that issue. No, that's what I said Sunday morning. I said Alan Bowman was 
completely fine. He wasn't outstanding, but he, I mean, the guy threw for almost 300 yards. Like he was a shade over 50%. He obviously had some, some throws that got away from him, just like they got away from us, probably due to the weather, but like, he had no problem hooking up with a Division Three All-American transfer several times well down the field. The, the weather wasn't affecting that. No. I mean, they went over the top regularly. To me, Dave, and I said this on Monday, to me it is a very clear signal that they do not trust Emory Jones in the passing game right now. I don't know how else you could take it. Right. Then, and I'm I'm not really necessarily disagreeing, but then my follow-up would be then, why is he still playing? Right. They, I mean, again, they, they very clearly, I think, and we'll get to this in the next, down the road, but I, they clearly feel he gives them the best chance to win. I mean, but... But... I, I mean, and I, and I get that, and we, and I have pounded the table for like you don't make a change unless you feel like the 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 backup deserves it because they are playing at a level that will help you win. At the same time, I feel like the quarterback position is maybe slightly different to where it doesn't take a genius to go, you know, this guy's just not getting it done. Like it's. You know, the second game or third game where we barely crack 100, he crack, barely cracks 100 yards passing. Like, in 2023 college football, I, it's just not, like, I'll, I'll kind of wash it out against Iowa State, even though still, to not even get 100 yards is ridiculous. But, like, this week is the one that crystallized it for me in a game that was 10-7 to 7 at halftime against a team that literally cannot stop the pass. And and you can't do better than 6 for 16 for 117 yards and a touchdown or an interception, excuse me. Yeah. I It was one I mean it's got to be one of two things, right? It has to be either A coaching staff is is losing trust in having Emory Jones be a passing quarterback. Or B, Emory Jones is losing trust in himself to be a passing quarterback. Right? It has to be one of those two things. I mean, I think it's both, right? Right. But, I, but those are the two options. So, I, my guess is Emory Jones will be the starter on Saturday. Um. I, the way that Satterfield answered my question about it didn't sound like a coach that was ready to make a change at starting quarterback. Mm, um, I mean, he, he, the press conference and then at the coaches show, we know how coaches are in college. Like they're not going to let anything known before the game starts. I know. I still did not get the sense he was leaning towards changing quarterbacks quite yet. Now, I, I would guess some of that is there's four games left. There are four games from bowl eligibility. I think you want to show your team you have the faith in them to accomplish that while it is still on the table. And I, I don't think that's wrong. 
Um, I, I understand where that is coming from. My point being in all of this, you can run the ball. So what is missing is the ability to throw the ball and you have a quarterback that is a throwing quote, you know, a pocket passing throwing quarterback uh, behind him. We saw Lichty do some good things uh, in, in his time that he was allowed. And I think it's time. I mean, I understand if they, if they want to push this off another game or but whatever players, the case may be, but, but players aren't blind though. Like they, right. You know, the whole, like, if I, if I, you know, just like, it's just like with the job or something, like you see a coworker that you're like, this dude ain't doing nothing. But yet the right. boss keeps giving him like the, the plum clients or something or like they're probably, I mean, players are just like, man, like what is going on here? Like we keep running this, you know, and, they, and that is to my point of, I don't see anything. So I don't I mean, I could sit here and say Brady Lichtenberg should start. And that is purely based on the unsuccessfulness of Emory Jones. But I'm saying that without any idea of Brady Lichtenberg being a better or equal to option. Right. But at, but part... at this point, but at this point, I'm like, when you can't throw the ball against a poor pass defense team, I'm I'm left to go, well, how could he be worse? Right. Like, you're not moving the ball at all in the passing game. Like legitimately, how could he be worse? Was he going to yeah. throw more interceptions? I mean, Emory already leads the conference in interceptions. Are they going to not score in the red zone? They already don't score in the red zone. Like, so what's like, why not give me the reasons? And this is rhetorical. Give me the reasons why he shouldn't be starting. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm at the point where I'm with you. I, I just, there had been at least signs of life in the passing game at times where he's, you know, he's Emory's gotten a little bit like in a rhythm and, and they moved the ball down the field, but I, I'm not against the worst pass defense in the conference in a 10 well, seven game. Second worst. We can't go against worst. ourselves. Well, uh, yeah, the, the, the worst, <laughs> Pass defense in the conference, not Cincinnati. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, there's a something is disconnected. Like that's what I know. If you throw the ball and it wasn't a torrential downpour, it was a slight mist. You know, I mean that's the thing you have to wonder now, Josh. Like, if Brady's not a better option now, he'll never be good enough to start here in the coach's eyes. That's a fair question or a fair statement. Yes. They're on a six-game losing streak. You have two home games left. I don't think you want to start a guy that's never started a game on the road. I think you'd much rather start him at home. And you have that chance this week, and I don't think we're going to see it. I think we'll see Emory Jones take the first snap. Well. Yeah, how I mean, much how much Brady plays? That, I don't know. Against a team that unquestionably cannot stop the run, 
So it would seem to me to behoove them to play a quarterback who might be able to help them move the ball in the air because then maybe you could have some complementary offensive success. Yeah. Yeah, and they're pretty good against the pass, right? Like, at least not as bad as they are stopping well, the run. It's hard to be as bad as they are against the run and the pass at the same time. You can only run one play at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, Dave. I, I, I just, I look at it and I don't see, you know, Emory's not going to be here next year. And but, yeah, I, look, right. I, I get a coach that says we owe it to the guys that are here to do everything we can to win. But if that were the case, coaches would be on one-year contracts. Right. And that was my He's main, not on a one-year contract. He, that was my his, main point Sunday morning was it's in his, as in Scott Satterfield's best interest, in his staff's best interest, to play the Brady's to find out if any, if either of them can play one to tell us, yes, they can, or two to say, we probably got to go find another quarterback. So the more right. you play Emory Jones, the fewer chances you have to get an answer to that question. And you're, you're deliberately and it's kind of an important question. You're deliberately and intentionally limiting your data points, which makes no damn sense. Yeah. And look, I don't think this is a, like, I don't think we're at the point, Dave, where this is a sign of giving up on the season. Like, I think we have passed that point. This is more, we need to move the ball through the air. Like, we we have to be I don't, I don't think more confident passing the ball. Changing the quarterback and keeping the rest of the offense the same is a, is a sign of a give up. I think it's a sign of where, for moments, and for fits and starts, we're, we've been in all of these games. This is a, maybe this is a chance to be in these games longer or to win win these games. Or, you know, it's not like, I'm not saying play Brady along with a whole bunch of other freshmen and sophomores or juniors that never see the field. Like, no, play the quarterback or quarterbacks with the starters. Yeah, give them think... give them the offensive line. Give them Corey and Miles. Like, give them the like. See what happens then. Uh, the the Drogosh thing, I don't. For now, I don't think he's saw like he's developing as a passer. He's not a guy that's going to come in and instantly, like, significantly upgrade your passing game. At right. least from what we know Pro of him, probably. And not. he's also been taking third team reps. Sure since fall so i'm taking brady drogosh for now i'm taking him out of the equation yeah i was just saying it on sunday I, no, no, like, no, no i know it's like a, if you really want to know what you have you got to actually see the guys play against the teams you're trying to beat it doesn't really matter if it's in practice or if it's in the spring like that is not going to give you a good enough answer right no i'm with you on that 130 percent so yeah, I, I we don't need to to rehash. I don't think much more on no. uh, Oklahoma State other than that was a whipping in the second half. Yeah, I mean, 
like in it's a weapon. <clears throat> it's a whole offensive thing, so I'm not laying this at all at Emery's feet, but there's there's a clear distinction in what they can do on the ground versus what they can do or try to do through the air. So I'm just kind of left just if, if he runs him out there for the majority of the snaps or if Brady, if the game is, say it's a similar, like you see he's losing again in the third or fourth quarter and you then you put Brady in, I'm kind of just like, well, you just wasted a data point. Like yeah. the, the outcome might have been exactly the same, but that would have told you more about your team and your team's future than what you decided to do. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't love doing that because like you said, like there's a lot of dudes that have poured a lot into this program, whether they're older or younger. I mean, like, and, and that would be a sign of like, you know, we're trying to see what we have for future years, but you're the damn coach and you're the one making the millions of dollars. Like, you're in charge. You need to do the things that you think you need to do to win football games and keep your job. It, it's not really about what a fifth or sixth year senior, what the last three games or four games of their college career is. Yeah. Especially you're on a six game losing streak. Like yeah. changing, changing your underwear ain't going to work. Like no one's going to, get mad if he started Brady Lichtenberg and they and the game went the same way that all the other ones have gone. They would right. You can at least say like I need to, to have an idea of what we have because obviously well, Emory Jones not come is not coming back. So you know <laughs> you gotta find out. Your data point is the most important data point of the Big 12 season though, Dave. They haven't had a lead in the second half of a game. Yeah. Five Big 12 games. They have led zero of them after halftime. Not one second. All that, They haven't even been tied, have they? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe they've even been tied. <coughs> well, they, the certainly weren't against, they certainly weren't against Oklahoma or uh, Iowa State. Iowa State. It was 17-7 at halftime of Baylor. Tennis, like, no, I don't think so. I don't think they've even been tied in the second half of the game. So while we can try to find as many pluses or positive signs or, you know, whatever you want, the reality is they haven't been close to good enough. And that's, that's not us shitting on kids. That's not us shitting on coaching staffs. That is us doing what our job is. Our I mean, job is to you watch, talk about what happens. You watch the games. It's not you don't need to be uh five you know three hundred or level or four hundred level football savant to uh right. dissect what's been going on. Mike McDaniel's is not needed. <laughs> they haven't had a lead. They haven't been tied in the second half of five Big Twelve games. That means unequivocally, you're not good enough. And you have to figure out what you need to do to be better. I don't they're not gonna get to good enough, I don't think, this year. No. So you have to take whatever steps you feel are necessary to get better. Now I will they, they have started trying to mix in 
some different looks, some different guys. We saw some Kalen Carroll. We saw some Raekwon Atkins. Jonathan Thompson has been a starter for a couple weeks. Uh, we saw some Brian Sims, uh, I believe, which was which was a good sign. You were clearly Tyler... paying playing closer attention than myself at that point. <laughs> there, there wasn't a whole lot else to do, Dave. <laughs> I think I was watching. I had the quad box rolling, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they are trying to play to, to get a look at, at some younger guys. Um, most of those did not, those were not quality looks. Uh, uh, and, it, and it's hard, like, yeah, yeah, they, it, it's just, it's hard in those situations. Like you're down a ton and you're like, Hey buddy, go in there. Give it your, give it your co- old college try. <laughs> you know, I, you know, and that's 35 why, to seven. Go get that's em. why I'm, I'm more inclined to, especially with in the quarterback situation, like give them the first team reps. Let them get on the game plan. Let them tell you in practice, this is what I feel real comfortable doing. This is this is what I like. I'm okay running, but it's not my favorite. This is what I just don't feel comfortable at all. Let them develop rapport with receivers. Let them, the line, figure out how he calls a game versus how I'm re- like. It's There's so much that goes into it to be successful versus just, all right, go out there. like, yeah. And then hope go, to God that yeah it's you're it's you're not going to be successful that way um so no it'll it'll be interesting because these next two games obviously it has been what it's been (laughs) you can use whatever adjectives you like but at times it has been very ugly for our next two opponents as well so what kind of measuring stick will these next two games show us? And that's not ne- necessarily a measuring stick to the rest of the Big 12, but it'll certainly clearly tell not. us. It'll certainly not. It could certainly tell us a couple things. One, okay. The other, by God. Yeah. I'm at a point, Dave. I'll even accept two close games to the to the end. Two back and forth games <laughs> decided in the fourth quarter. I'm 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 down. Give me give me some, like these four these fourth quarters have been hard to watch, bro. Like it's like it's dun 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 death march. Yeah, imperial death march. We left the Holy Grail before the end of the third quarter, with enough time to walk through the banks get to the car and be out of the parking garage headed to the expressway by the time the fourth quarter started what 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 was there left to like you know what was there left to see at that point in time not much all right let's talk about the knights of gold Ugh. I guess we'll real quick. That's a turtle fruit <laughs> timestamp. Zero sugar, zero carbs, gluten free, bourbon infused, sweet tea, lemonade, cherry lime, raspberry peach, orange vanilla, uh, strawberry mint. Fifty locations in Greater Cincinnati. Visit turtlesbrew.com for information and where you can pick up yours. 
A uh, portion of the proceeds go to Save the Sea Turtles. They are in Toledo and expanding now in Central Ohio, as well as here in the greater Cincinnati area. 6% ABV. And uh, the way this is going, it's the perfect complement to a bottle of bourbon. It has bourbon. But you need more. You're probably going to need some more. Just it's like you don't even honest. you don't even need to ask me about the over under this week. No, you can, you can whatever like the over is, you're gonna 20, hit it. 20 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be jello shots. Yeah. All right. Give us the uh give us the rundown. I guess we'll start with the central Florida offense. I mean, I don't really even like this is so much just about UC at this point. Like because it doesn't really matter, right? Like, well, but wait, it's a podcast, so we have to, it has to matter. John, so the quarterback everybody is familiar with, John Rice Plumley, uh, he threw three interceptions last week against West Virginia. Uh, I'm scared shitless about him running the ball and also them doing the little uh read option where he kind of like fakes like he's going to run and then the receiver slips behind the DB and he kind of like throws it over his head. So that's terrifying. Uh, RJ Harvey, very quality tailback. Uh, what was it? What's his name? Uh, Cody, Kobe Hudson. And what's the other receiver's name is escaping me right now. Um, Alabama transfer, but they're, they're of, of quality. I don't really think offense has really been their problem other than turnovers. Um, defense has been the issue. But, you know, they they have plenty of speed on offense still. With Plumlee's probably might be their fastest play, player. Uh, but, you know, they'll cycle in several backs. They have, you know, receivers that are – that are quality. So unless we figure out something different um, from a defensive standpoint, um, you know, it was a little, it was, and this goes back to what we've talked about before of like, you know, you have some corners that at times struggle to keep guys in front of them, but then we're still pressing. And I'm just left a little confused of if we can't keep receivers from getting behind us, whether it's because we're we're bad at jamming them or whatever the reason is, then why are we putting the corners right up in their face? Maybe they're worse at standing still and letting them run by. <laughs> I mean, but you would – at least the if, if you would – is it Gerard Baker, Trent Whittemore? Gerard, yeah, Javon Baker. Gerard or Javon? Javon, they have, Javon, Javon they, have, Baker, they have two Bakers, so no, it's, maybe it's Javon Baker. Okay. Um, at least if you did that, maybe you'd tackle them and you have death by a thousand cuts instead of death <laughs> death by Mike Tyson punch out. Yeah, I just think they would still line up and just run, and then also still run by. Yeah. I don't know what the answer there yeah, is other I mean, than a, 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 an overhaul. Unless you like, Dave. Serious question. Does it feel like the cornerback room 
is at a similar point that we saw the wide receiver room in what was that 2019 where they said we have to start over yeah like like this is a room that requires eight ten guys and uh we we have to hit reset well i mean like who of the ones that we have seen you know i'm, I'm gonna leave out some because we just haven't seen them play like, who do you feel good about for next year? Uh, who do you <laughs> feel good about for next year? Uh, no one. Right. Well, that wide receiver room did have a young Alec Pierce in it. So, I mean, he was in the room. He was a special teams player at that point. Right. It was, he was in the room. That's why he I'm was, saying, like, Right. Some of these young guys, whether it's Ken Willis, Kellen Carroll, somebody else, like they might be, but I haven't Ken seen Ken Willis them. is at the at the the star position now. Like he's not even in the cornerback yeah, room. Anymore. I haven't seen them play enough to be like to have an opinion one way or the other. Right. You know, playing some some meaningless snaps at the end of the Oklahoma State game. I'm not going to use that as my barometer of if you're going to end up being a good or player or not. Um it was it was a rough debut for Kalen Carroll. Yeah, but the, the 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 thing I think I was thinking about this the other day. <clears throat> Going into the season, what our expectations were and our hopes were about certain positions. I have been given what our expectations were and and what our concerns and or like positives were. Am I wrong in saying that, like, the offensive line has been better than the defensive line? Given what I don't we think you're coming, right. Given what we thought coming in. Well, I, the defensive line is exactly what I thought coming in. They were going to be outstanding against the run, and they weren't going to live up to the billing against the pass because they didn't have a, a true edge guy. That was – my take. Yeah, I mean, they were. That was my take. We were being outstanding against the run until Ollie Gordon, but I mean, he's a pretty special dude right now. Um, yeah, but I just like expect. But we, the we offensive hear, line has been bad against the pass, good against the run. We hear every opposing coach talk about how great the defense. This is the best defensive line that we're going to play. I'm waiting. I'm. I'm still waiting for them to have that game where it's like, yeah, that's the best defensive line you played all year. Well, they did that against Pitt. And we <laughs> haven't seen it since. Like, that's so, like, what we expected. Even in the passing game, they bullied Pitt's offensive line. Right. They just dummied them, threw like, them around. We can talk all we want about the corners not <clears throat> being able to, to cover. The line ain't exactly helping them out. No. And that's what you had to have if you if you got if you're down at corner, your defensive line has to bail them out, has to save them. And offensively, like set we, up to be we thought the tackles would struggle. Yeah. And and at times, and certainly at times they have, and at other times, I think they've been fine. Oh. Yeah, Not even, I wouldn't even go I wouldn't even go solid. I would just say okay. fine. Fine. So it's like, okay. but like I'm like you know, at some point, like, when was the last time we got, like, a <clears throat> a true sack 
And well, like there a, is one other there is one other key component to that, Dave. They're not playing with the lead. Like for sure. Like go like when you watch the Bengals, their oh, yeah. defensive line is drastically different when you're not worried about the guy running the ball at you for the most part yes i totally agree and, under, and understand so, that i i would i would i would tend to agree with you but i would also say we have no idea what they look like like the last time we saw him play with the lead was Pitt, and they dominated that game so just do that line. just do that again just, yeah get a lead just run the pit game plan. Like literally the exact same plays, run them this week. <laughs> see, just see what happens. Offensive and defensive. Just yeah. We're gonna call the exact same plays on the exact same downs. Well, the other part is because they haven't been able to play with the lead, they're playing a shit ton of drop eight. Yeah. They're not blitzing and being aggressive and and being I mean, maybe, a Brian Brown <laughs> defense because they're getting their ass kicked. I think, but even in the first half, like turn it up, man. What you're two, you've lost six freaking games in a row. Turn up the juice. Like what? What else is going to happen? They're going to throw another ball over your head for a touchdown. <laughs> I I wonder if they worry. They just like they the guys that they do blitz get picked up. Like there, there's no Ivan Pace that just use use other guys. See what happens. Yeah, <laughs> like. You know, Do so, you remember a corner or a safety blitz in the past month? Uh, I'm sure there's been some, but I don't. Nothing jumped. Doesn't off matter the if there's been one. I'm asking if you remember no, one no, because you remember the shit that works. Certainly not. Certainly don't remember. I guess you can't like <laughs> blitz a corner. I mean, Is I don't it know. Be if... Worse than them them being in coverage. No, I mean, I I certainly don't. Hold on, talk for a second. I'm looking okay. up something. Okay. I, I just I you're seeing them play out of necessity, like it, it, at times for I mean, okay. remaining so time. Here, here's what I wanted to look up. Like we talk uh, I'm about glad I, I'm glad I filled that four yeah, seconds. Sorry, I, with I was able to find it I was able to find it faster than I wanted than I thought. For fuck's sake. Like we talked you talked about <laughs> playing with the lead. Alan Bowman still threw the ball 34 times. Yep. So it's not like they played with the lead and he went, you know, seven, 13 for 21. Right. He still threw the ball 34 damn times playing with the lead. The whole game playing with the lead. Yeah. The whole game. I mean, Blake Shapin, Baylor game, threw it 42 times. And then we get well, back. In, then we get back into the, you know, the the fifteen, yeah. the fifteen for, thirteen for twenty four for two hundred and fifty yard stuff that we were seeing earlier in the year. Um, well, I I will also say this, Dave. If you watched this Cincinnati defense on tape, how many times would you tell your quarterback to throw it? As many times as we snapped the ball. <laughs> I don't even, yeah. I mean, Ollie Gordon got 25 carries. And, <coughs> like, I'm, I'm telling John Rice, Plumley, either you're throwing it or you're running it. And if yeah, you get, one of the if two. You, 
if you get that tired, then you can hand it off. Right. I mean, that's been the secret to UC slowing down UCF in years past is they were able to limit the passing game. And I I mean, if I told you the over-under on passing yards for Plumlee in this game is 250, what would you take? I'd probably take the under because he'll because he'll run the ball a bunch. I mean, I think he threw it for 290 last week. Yeah. There was a lot. I mean, that would require us to like score a lot too to give them a bunch of possessions. Yeah, that's fair. Which I mean, I think if that's my that's the whole thing about our passing game is is they can be like we will have. Yeah, I'm expecting another outstanding game running the ball. But if you're down 17 halfway through the third quarter, they're just a bunch of empty calories. Yeah. I mean, you like against Oklahoma State, you came out, you threw that first pass, you went 50 plus yards. Like, foot on the gas, man. Yeah. Would they run it three times after that and kick the field goal that they mm-hmm. missed? Yeah. Make it make sense. Not much is right now. Shamama Mateo didn't get, didn't get a target. Well, I mean, they only threw the ball 16 times. <laughs> I know, but uh, uh, hello. Oh, I, you, were, I, you were in the red zone. Throw it to Shaman. Yeah. Second and Shaman. It just, it seems very, like, you know, it just seems <clears throat> very disjointed, very helter-skelter from, like, a, a one week to the next or even, like, one drive to the next. Well, I mean, as, we as know – we know one thing, like we've talked about as recently as probably last week, that it's like one one hole needs plugged and you plug it and then another one springs a leak, whatever. Here's what we know. This team is not good enough passing the ball and they're not good enough defending the pass, period. It starts and ends there. Oh, yeah. Like your run defense is really good, minus Ollie Gordon, who's on a heater. And your run offense is really good. Top 10 in the country. And you're getting abused because you can't throw the ball and you can't defend the pass. And in college football 2023, that is the worst recipe you can have, Dave. It's not a, a it's not a winning formula. It's it's no longer, you know, establish the run. To set up the pass, uh, I think you, you. I mean, I kind of disagree there. You, you can do that. You can yes, establish the run to set up the pass, but you have to pass it. You pass to score points. You run to win the game. Right. Guess what they're not doing, Dave. Scoring scoring points. points. <laughs> they're moving the ball great between the twenties. I mean, outside of Baylor, look at the point totals. That should tell you all you need to know. Yeah. It doesn't work in 2023. It doesn't work in the Big 12. Well, that's what we said 
<clears throat> coming into the year, what one team last year averaged fewer than thirty points a game. That was West. Or that was uh, two. What two teams? Iowa State, West, West Virginia, and Iowa State. Yep. Or, or West Virginia just maybe barely over 30, 30 point something. Yeah. What's this team averaging if you take out Eastern Kentucky? About. I don't 20. even want to do the math. I would guess around twenty. That's not even close. It's not even close to doing what you have to do to be competitive in this league. Tell me about Central Florida's defense, Dave. They can't stop the run. Can't stop the run. Can't stop the run. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they're, they're defensive. Like, I think they've got some good speed. Defensively, their defensive backs are, are pretty small from a and maybe not small is the right word, but slight. Yeah. Um, but like I mean, if you can't throw it at all, like like we've seen over the last how many weeks, like it doesn't really matter. Like right. West West Virginia ran for 286, Oklahoma. Uh, ran for 189. Kansas, we know, ran for 399. Baylor uh, obviously had to throw a lot to come back, ran for 153. And Kansas State uh, ran for 281. So, like, we're going to, like, we're more than likely going to run for well into the 200 yards. But do we turn the ball over? Do we? Can we do anything in the pass game to complement that? 19.4 is that number without yeah. KU. Under 20. Under 20 points a game. So how do you use maybe their their speed against them? How do you use their lack of size against them? Like we have some well, bigger, we have some bigger receivers and we don't see any back shoulder throws, any, just go up and get it. D Wiggins, just go up and get it. Xavier Henderson, like, you know, a 10 yard stop route. And I throw it towards the sideline where either it's incomplete or you get it. And you, with your size, just, you make a play and get the ball. Yeah. But, Donovan I mean, Ali, Chris Scott. Donovan Ali still does not have a catch. I, he had forty something last year as like the third option in a very in a very pass heavy offense. I give you at Washington State, but like zero catches. I don't even, does he even have a target? Uh, I I remember one. <laughs> I remember one. Uh, Evan Prater. I mean, the guy blocks his butt off, and I give him credit for that. But like, yeah, reward the guy that blocks his butt off. Throw him the damn ball right. every once in a while. Yeah. I here's my concern with that, Dave. What is generally the nemesis of an outside zone? Well, speed. Speed. It's the only thing UCF's defense has going for it. Speed. Like that worries me a bit. 
Yeah, but I, th- I don't think their DBs are quite the type that are well wanting to stick their <clears throat> nose in there and, and make a tackle. Maybe not, but they're going to be in the in the spot at least. Maybe. I mean, they they haven't stopped the run against anybody, regardless of what the team has. I know. Run, I'm just run, I'm run I'm, scheme is so. I'm figuring out ways this shit's going to go wrong, Dave. Well, I could. I mean, I already told you how it's going to go wrong. We're not going to stop them offensively. Stop yeah. their offense, and it doesn't like doesn't really matter what we do on offense. Uh, this is an interesting point, Reed. I think I have a an observation. What I think. Does the offense not really throw to the middle of the field very often, everything towards the sidelines? Uh, I think it is first read, check down, take off. And if you're not willing to stand in there and wait for routes over the middle to develop, you will never throw the ball over the middle. Like, those are not quick decisions. Yeah, unless, those it's are, a, unless it's a slant. Right. And but they I, don't I'm, seem to run any of those. Right. I'm talking crossers. I'm right. talking, you know, in, inward working routes from tight ends. Like, I just don't, I don't see them utilizing yeah. any Dra- of that. Dragging I, the tight end all right. the way across the field and waiting until he clears, clears the, the backside linebacker. linebacker. Right. Yeah. Uh-uh. That would take Emory Jones having a, a longer clock now. Is some of that earned because there's a lot of pressure on him fairly quickly? Yes. But I'm done with that. Like, I'm done with that excuse in terms of that he just he's never he's never once had time to stand in the pocket and and read his progressions the entire season. Yeah. I mean, part part of like and there, I'm sh- again, I'm sure there's like a perfectly well thought out explanation for this. But maybe go, maybe go tempo. Like maybe not call play, stand there for 20 seconds, then look at the sideline. Then like maybe just try to get into a rhythm of like we're going to go and then we're going to, you know, we're going to call this play and then we're whatever happens happens uh, and not like overthink it and look at the defense and then give the quarterback another play to run. And then, you know, then send now the defense has has completely gotten set, then send in a sub and give like enough, like enough with the taking for it. Like, I'm not saying you need to run 90 plays and I mean, they've ran 90 plays in games without even doing that. They ran 90 plays in games without scoring a whole lot too. I'm not right. I'm not saying you to run Josh Heupel's offense, but like maybe that is a thing that maybe there's too much delay. Maybe there's too much thinking of like trying to call the perfect play where just call the damn play, get six yards and get up to the line and call another play and get another five yards and then break a run for 15. And like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm literally, we're literally just throwing shit against the wall because the offense has been such a disaster outside of, uh, you know, especially the last couple of weeks, they've picked it up in the explosive run game. But, like, I don't know, man. It's really, really, really hard to be that bad through passing the ball. So maybe any other ideas might be valid to look into. Yeah. Something. Do something. 
change something. Do like get, go into your bag of tricks. You're you're an offensive guy. Like try to do something different to to keep the other team on their heels and not in a position where you're averaging 19 points a game against FCS competition. 19. Nineteen. Can you explain this one to me? Can you? Uh, how bad do people want Gino Gadouli and uh, Mike Denbrock back now? Mike Denbrock's quarterback uh, is having quite the year. They're the number one <laughs> offense in the country, aren't they? <coughs> I mean, he's thrown for like twenty five hundred yards and run for five hundred, seven hundred, something like that. Twenty something touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. He's also really, really good. Uh, so let's not get that part, get that part twisted. Um, but can you answer? Can you help me understand this? Okay, I'll try. Why is why is the spread gone from UC plus five to UC plus three and a half? I, I have no idea. I I don't know. <laughs> like that's a pretty big move from. Sunday, Monday to Wednesday. Like usually, you don't see yeah. that until the money really starts coming in on on game day morning. Yeah, Dave. Uh, LSU number one in the country in offense, five hundred and fifty-two yards per play or that's, per game. That's cool. Per game. Yeah, <laughs> that Denbrock guy sucked at calling offense. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. I was. I just thought that was interesting. You know movement in that direction did it make any sense that the iowa or that the oklahoma state line was what it was eight or whatever yeah i think i got it at eight did that make sense i mean to me it did because i hammered it on sunday as soon as it came out <laughs> did they like screwed up dave i didn't even Aaron wait to see up. if it moved you know what Aaron did right I do not. I told him I'd, I'd put his salary for the month on Oklahoma State. And why didn't you won. give? Why did you not give me that option? Because I knew you would have took it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I I told Aaron I'll take I'll take your money and I'll put it on Oklahoma State and I'll give the points. And if Oklahoma State wins, you get you get all of it as your as your payout this month. And he, I mean, he wouldn't do it. Money ain't red and black or orange and white. Money's green, man. I don't if I see something that I don't like or I like, it don't matter. Uh special teams. Anything about UCF special teams that stands out to you? I think they have a good kicker. Like I don't care. It's not going to come down to a field goal. What are we? Are you kidding yourself? <laughs> so I take it you're going with the Knights of Gold. Yeah. Like yeah, I just I I think they're able to do enough on offense, and I, yeah. I, I I what what do you? I guess here's the question: What do you think this Cincinnati team would have to score to win the game? In the thirties. Can they score in the 30s? I don't think so. They haven't showed us that they can, so why would I think in game nine or whatever this is that they're all of a sudden going to? Yeah. So, like, I mean, show me. 
Geoff says, uh, if we could just one game the rest of the year. Oh, I, I don't disagree. It would be hilarious. Yeah, it would. And, of course, you would hope, like, we would get one a, a day like today where the high was 42. Oh, it's still going to be cold. It's going to be 60. Not by the – dude, it's going to, like, when the sun go, like, the sun will not be out and it's going to be cold. No, that's a 3.30 kickoff. The game will be over by 7. It'll be in the, the 40s by the time the game's still going on. But it'll be over by then. Eh, At kickoff, it's going to be 60 degrees. They are going to be fine. No, they'll be – oh, I will, I'll bet you $1 that they have seat warmers. Of course they'll have seat warmers. <laughs> but instead, like, you know – Next weekend, 49, 48, 50, 50, like that's the highs. Uh, the high for Saturday is Saturday and Sunday are going to be the last time it's in the 60s uh, until April around here. And, you know, it just happens to be the, the Central Florida game. Yeah. By the, I'm just saying by the time it's dark Probably. and the temperature drops, it's not going to matter. No, I mean, it shouldn't matter. Either way, but yeah, I don't feel great. I don't feel great. I will say, practice yesterday, and I, I can't get into details, was as chippy as I recall it in a long time. Will that Sp amount to anything? Spirited. I, I had no idea. <laughs> it was spirited. There was, there was spirited. <coughs> guys were chirping, guys were jostling. Well, maybe uh, they finally gotten tired of getting their teeth kicked in. Take yeah, that out. That would, take that out on the an opponent. It would be nice to see that carry over <clears throat> into Saturday, but I did see a team that was very chippy uh, yesterday. So maybe it'll play. Simone family tailgate. I actually have I have no idea. Is your mom here? Um, I don't know, but I've not been I've not been updated on this week yet. I'm just excited, like I said, 50s, 60s, beginning of November. Like, I'll drink some beers outside to that. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're looking at probably you guys will get there what about noon? Yeah. Um, by that time, like it's going to be sunny, so probably like. High 40s, low 50s, and sunny by noon. Oh, yeah. Like that's pleasant. Perfect this time of year. Uh, and then as the the tailgate progresses, it'll be warming up to 60 degrees. Like then that'll get the the drinking juices flowing. Like oh, it's a little it's right. a little warm. We always yeah. have these weekends in the fall here, though, where they tell you it's going to be a certain temperature, and then the sun never comes out, and and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's it's 58." You're like, "Absolutely not! It's not 58." <laughs> like you, you guys are, you know, on drugs. Because I've made say mostly cloudy skies. Because <laughs> I've made that mistake before, where we're like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be 60." I'm like, "Oh, I'll wear shorts and like a hoodie," right. and then it's not. It's like barely 50. I'm like, "Yeah, that. <laughs> thank you." The good news is the wind looks calm, calm-ish. Yeah. So 
you know, only like a 10 mile an hour wind. So yeah, I mean, cloudy 50s, even just cloudy in 50s for November. Well, I'm, take I'm, I'm fine with it, absolutely. Yeah. I'm very much can't wait because I, I know the weather will just be atrocious when we go to Morgantown. So very much looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going. 38 and rainy is my guess right now. Yeah, I'm not going. You guys can uh, enjoy yourselves. Oh, I am. It's going to be a blast. So if anybody that listens to this is also going, hit us up. We'll be we'll be taking doing all the <laughs> all the college hangouts. Twenty year old uh, Knoxville Dave is coming out for the the Morgantown trip. Oh, it's a fun one. Yeah, that's yeah. last time I was there. Well, not last time. One time I was there. We were at a bar and they were giving out free beer until midnight. And then at midnight, they just decided to keep going till they closed. Why were they giving out free? Like, yeah, if you somebody pay for it, no, the bar was just like, yeah, you know, Miller Lite, whatever's free till midnight after a win. No, oh, no, this I don't even know if this was a I think it was Mike, wasn't even a weekend. Basketball. I think this is a basket. Maybe even in a basketball game we went. I mean, I was there for the first game they ever sold beer when they played LSU, and LSU had like Honey Badger and and those guys. That was a wild yeah. time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a good spot. <clears throat> but yeah, I um, I don't know, like third thirty four. 34 24 34 17 like i don't know i not not sounding great about this one uh i i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb dave are you gonna predict us to win no 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 <laughs> he's like absolutely not what are you no, no, no. crazy they're gonna score 24. Oh, 24. Three touchdowns and a field goal. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. What kind of odds can I get on uh, UCF special teams touchdown? I don't know. You're the you're the gambling guy. I know. Feels like feels like something might happen there. Just, just a, just a spidey sense. Yeah. But you know, it is what it yeah. is. We only got four weeks left. I always say that the college football season goes way too fast, and even with the losing, this one has gone way unbelie- too fast. Unbelievable, just unbelievably fast. I mean, we're in week nine, like or week ten. Insane. Game nine. Absolutely yeah. insane. I feel we are like we're six weeks from like signing day. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was one of the points that I was like I was making recently about like um the quarterback situation. We're a month from player acquisition season. Mm-hmm. Like 
like five, I think four and a half, five weeks, whatever. Like we are. Right yeah, like there. I mean, once the seat, once the regular season's over. Yeah. If a team's not, you know, it doesn't even really matter if they're still playing. Like dudes can, dudes can portal whenever they want, really. Right. I guess the window has to open unless you're a grad student, but. Yeah, but I mean, guys are gonna. Uh... Guys are gonna start entering, like yeah. whether they, whether they like are allowed to or not. Guys are gonna start making it known. Oh yeah, behind the scenes, when, like I'm going the to portal the portal. Opens, I am yeah. going to be in the portal, and mm-hmm. there is there is going to be movement behind the scenes at all. Like uh, you know, you know how that goes. Guys are gonna be. Handlers are already uh, making calls, so to speak. Um, all right, let's uh, let's timestamp that. That timestamp brought to you by Turtles Brew, six percent ABV, zero carbs, zero sugar, gluten free, bourbon infused sweet tea, lemonade tea, cherry lime, raspberry peach, orange vanilla. There are over 50 locations in greater Cincinnati. Visit turtlesbrew.com for more information and location. A portion of the proceeds go to save the sea turtles. Everybody loves the sea turtles. It's in Cincinnati, Toledo, and expanding now in central Ohio. So there you go. Uh, Schedules, future schedules, Dave. Conference opponents released. Is this brought to you by Homefield? but I'll wait one segment on that. We'll space it out a little bit. We'll space it out a little bit. Um, conference schedules released through 2027. No permanent rivalry uh, games for the Bearcats. They get UCF three times. They get West Virginia three times in a four-year window. Um, but I guess the main thing is, essentially, you play everybody in the conference home and away uh, over a four-year slot. I kind of like it. You're muted. You're still muted. Yeah, there's there's two, I guess, ways to look at this, and I'm not sure either one is necessarily right or wrong. You know, you have you have the side of like, hey, we haven't really had any rivals because of the way the AAC was. It would have been nice to have West Virginia as a permanent rival. And then there's the side of like, we're in this new conference with all these new teams. Let's play all of them, you know, as often as we possibly can. As these conferences expand and expand, I fall on that side because like as a Tennessee fan also, it's always annoyed me that it's like, so we're going to add these teams to the conference, but we're going to keep divisions and or we're gonna do the do pods or they haven't even decided exactly. right whatever and then we're gonna get like one game in Neyland Stadium against Texas and Oklahoma like every eight years right like what like, why then, then why expand the, the conference why, right then why bring these teams in if you're gonna tell me oh I get to see them one time you know and it's in 2035 like Luke, Will is gonna be a junior in high school and you'll have seen Texas play at Neyland Stadium once. Right. So it's like, I, I like the, 
that element of like let's get these teams to and, and then maybe some rivalries come of, about that way um right versus trying to necessarily force them because a lot of these teams don't have you know whether they're you know none of the obviously none of the aac teams and the pac-12 teams have any rivals with right. the big 12 there's only teams. one thing i saw that was kind of a great <laughs> today yeah kansas kansas state or or kansas state kansas iowa state. state iowa state not making that like yeah. a protected rivalry those people are big man like and, and I, saw, I, I, I want to go to farmageddon now ralph russo because of how he, passionate those people are about it. yeah ralph russo from the ap i mean i saw he tweeted about um you know, like he thought maybe the UC West Virginia thing would have been one as well. Yeah, but let's be honest. Outside of the Big 12 window or the Big East window, that's not a storied rivalry. It's not right. something that dates back decades. Like, yeah, it makes sense from a a regional, a logistical standpoint, but there's nothing about me that's like, oh, so you know, this is the year that we don't play West Virginia. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I won't think twice. When that season starts, I won't think twice. Or, like, even when that cycle starts and we get to, like, spring ball and into the summer, I won't think once about, sucks we're not playing West Virginia this year. Yeah. I mean, I might think it about Central Florida just because it's, you know, it's such a fun internet like thing is it like yeah like it's it's whatever like you know the rivals ucf guy tried to shit on uc yesterday uh because of their their bsn deal and then today it comes out that <laughs> the real deal is done would you uh, like, that was bad would you timing like, for that guy did you like my comment yeah <laughs> but um you know, like that one at least is just fun online. Like it just sure. feels time and like like it's fun to goof around. Um, but I that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna care. No I don't care. So it's fine. Whatever you want to do with us, fine. At your mercy. I'm I just wanna win games and play teams that give a shit. That's what we've talked about for how right. long. And so it's like if if we're not playing West Virginia or or UCF, but we're playing Kansas State and, and Utah, then those are two really strong, you know, programs, and I'll be more than fine with that. I was at a uh, – <coughs> excuse me, lost my voice recently, but I was at Is a – um, No, still haven't, as you can tell. <laughs> I was at a – what the what the cool people now would call a summit today a work a summit summit a work summit yes is that any relation to pat no not no relation to pat head summit um can, I, can you give me your thoughts on the blue tennessee i don't even know what like i was like i said i was at a work summit i don't have any idea what tennessee's blue uniforms look like aaron can you bring up a picture of those for dave is this for football yeah this week against yeah, Yukon. It's, it's a Pat Summit tribute uniform. Oh, okay. Um, so I, but I, so like I don't even know without having to look it up. Like, who are we? Who is our who are our schedule next year? Who are we playing? 
Oh, now I have to pull it up. Hold on a second. The the blue unis didn't even make the the Vols uh, group text thread today, so I really haven't seen them. It was actually I think it came out yesterday. Uh, at home next year, uh, Arizona State, TCU, Houston, and West Virginia. Okay. Uh, on the road, Colorado, Texas Tech, Kansas State, Iowa State, UCF. All right. I'd like to, uh, let's see, maybe my our road trip next year, the uh, Little Apple, maybe? Well, yeah, I, I, I've been there once. It was a fun little town. I was on my way to Vegas to uh, I deliver my friend's car to his wedding as his wedding gift. I just, I like the college, the college towns, um, not necessarily the colleges that are in a, in a big town. I like the, so maybe either that or Lubbock. Oh, that's no, that's Aaron, no. Quite a decal. The Tennessee blue uniforms. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean. I heard you talking a, about uniforms. I didn't know we were talking about schedule. Tennessee. Yeah, if you would have been listening, you would have known <laughs> we were talking about Tennessee. Um, I, they're interesting, Dave. I, I don't know that like a, a light baby blue goes with orange. And there's no blue in the helmet. Oh, they're just wearing blue socks and wristbands? No, the jersey, the uniform, that's blue. Oh, not not what I'm seeing. There you go. Oh, that that is a real uniform. That's what they're wearing. Yeah. Uh no, don't love it. Don't love the checkers. Looks like Kentucky. <laughs> looks like Kentucky's generic generic ass uniforms. <laughs> no, that that's ugly. I figured you would not be a fan, Keegan. It actually came out yesterday. Uh, Keegan and I were at the uh, press conference when it came out, and we were both like, oh, Dave's not going to be happy about that one. Yeah. Well, they're playing UConn. No one will see it anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> you, uh, what what streaming service is the UConn game on? I think it's on SEC Network, so you could okay. pick It's noon, like, yeah, no one, 35 point favorites. It'll be, go they'll be gone and forgotten by 2.30. Yeah, I saw Houston got a cease and desist from the NFL on their Houston Oilers themed uniforms. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not allowed to like the intellectual prop. They were actually the Tennessee Oilers. Yeah, they own they own that. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, basketball. Uh. A AG Attorney General Yost is uh, <laughs> was on with uh, Bill Cunningham today. Yeah, what's going and, on there? Uh, apparently, they are just waiting on a ruling from the NCAA. They say they expect it this week. I don't trust the NCAA, so I don't expect it this week. If it happens this week, okay. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't know that I trust. We'll have both. 
So let's verdict spy. I mean, and maybe a lawyer can answer this, or maybe he answered it on the interview. So let's say they let's say they deny the appeal, and then then they sue them. Can they get an injunction that would allow him to play while the lawsuit is ongoing? Yes. And then and then just take two years to finalize the lawsuit, and then he just plays and goes to the pros. So uh, John Cunningham was on with Mo today, and I found it interesting that, that he <coughs> made it public that both Aziz and Jamil have lawyered up. Have, have representation. <laughs> so I don't think you lawyer up unless you are anticipating your next move if the appeal is denied. Right. Here's what we're going to do when the appeal is denied. Then right. this is what's going to happen when we do this, and we're laying this out for you guys so you can see like the progression of all of this. Right. The other, um, the other piece that I thought was interesting from Yost was that he talked about partnering with other attorney generals around the country to file a joint lawsuit against the NCAA for antitrust. It's just, like to me, it just gets to the point like. Does the NCAA just want to class keep... action? Class action. Does the NCAA just want to keep having these things happen every yeah. like, like it, it ultimately goes back to my original point of why don't you just let these damn kids like play? Who gives a shit? Um, Your mom is apparently thirty minutes behind. That's all right. Uh, Pinwheel sandwiches and an abundance of jello shots. So I'll just be having like a lot of jello shots and beers. Yeah. Sprinkle in a sam a Sammy here and there. Um maybe I'll like, see if it, I can maybe I'll see if I can whip something up. I mean, if you, if you're gonna if you already know that you're like all these kids are getting lawyers and everything, like why don't you just like be like this is a pointless exercise for all of us? Um and and let's you know maybe have a understanding that we're going to let this stuff go this year and then we're going to re-examine how we truly do this moving forward because i don't disagree and the coaches are the ones that have asked for it like sure you know we we sit here and joke and like say let's just have it be a free-for-all i get that there's there's probably some very valid reasons why it doesn't benefit them to have a free for all literal in the literal sense, but like no one is winning in, in this situation. Like no one is, no one is sitting there going, thank God the NCAA has really, you know, put their foot down. Right. And, and no one is saying, you know, good on these kids. You know, it's just, it's a lose, lose for everybody. not great bob it's not great so, so i mean i would sue them into bolivian uh <laughs> and, Thanks, get an, and get an injunction and see see you monday night aziz <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you can get one that quick but you know i i think what they're doing and i think it's the right move they are waiting for the ncaa's next move and if you deny the waiver if you deny the appeals then there's there's no holding back. Like I don't think it makes sense to go on the aggressive 
until you have those rulings. Well, there's really nothing that they they wouldn't be going on the aggressive against anything at this point. You'd right. be you'd basically be showing up the NCAA and 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 you know making it probably harder on yourself than than it needs to be. Right. Um, so yeah, let them do their thing or whatever, and then just say, okay, you did your thing. Now we're going to do ours. Yeah. Here's a six state uh, antitrust. Because in and like I just find like if you really wanted to get down in the dirt, I just don't see a way that like kind of like how Wes has said, like he fully expects them to play. Because, like, if you really want to get down in the mud, we'll get down in the mud. And they will at some point play. Mm-hmm. Now, when is that? Exactly. And, how, and how many different things does that have to go through? I can't answer that. I have no idea. But at some point, if, if somebody really wanted to take them on to the nth degree, they will eventually play. If you want to go foot on the gas, you can go foot on the gas. That's just the reality of it. And then finally, uh, the, the the Business Journal reports that Cincinnati has come to terms with Nike and uh, Jordan Brand. Jordan Brand will uh, be the apparel brand for men's and women's basketball. Nike will uh, handle the rest of uh, the university football and all of the uh, Olympic sports. Um, I, I I don't want to be the I told you so guy, Dave. I really don't. But there's a lot of people that doubted me back in May when this story hit. And yeah. I tried to make it very clear that the only reason that they were de- doing the BSN situation was because the Nike deal wasn't done yet because Nike was dealing with supply chain issues and not in a place to add another program into the fold while they were dealing with what they were dealing with. And you see then had one of two choices. Have BSN provide Under Armour gear or have BSN provide Nike and Jordan gear while they continued to finalize this deal. And people took shots at me. They said very mean things about my credibility. Uh, They said very mean things about the business that we have all built and that we were uh, just running interference for the University of Cincinnati and that what we were saying was not true and i just want to tell all those people to kiss my ass <coughs> kiss his ass we knew what was going on we knew all of the behind the scenes we knew I, exactly I just it was a story it. i've been tracking for like a year i just find it amusing that there are people and i'll use people plural peoples not affiliated in one way or another, zero affiliation with the university that uh, are very, very concerned about UC's apparel contract and, well, and, the, and, and the details of it. 
I get it if they were right. If like you know, I don't get it. Period. Do you think I'm concerned about anyone else's apparel con- well, contract? Listen, listen. <laughs> I get it if if truly what their belief was was that UC went to market, and Nike and Adidas said, "No, we're good. Like we're not interested in your brand." And then UC's only option was to go to BSN. There were people that genuinely believed that. Right, but they that I don't that I don't know why was based on no, zero information. Right, and my belief was based on hours and hours <laughs> and hours and hours and hours of behind the scenes conversations about what was happening and why. Like for the longest time, the 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 question was, why is why are we not at the finish line yet? Because if you don't get to the finish line soon, you're not going to have uniforms for, for for this year. Which is ultimately why they had to say, okay, we're going to continue talking to Nike and Jordan. And mostly Nike because Jordan was done a long time ago. You just can't be Jordan in basketball and not Nike and everything else. Nike doesn't allow that to happen. Like, I think that's another thing that people don't understand is there's no chance Nike is going to let somebody go Jordan in basketball and Adidas in football, let's just say. Like, th- no, that's never that that's never going to happen. So, but I, I don't understand why people genuinely believe that UC had been shunned and that nobody wanted them and because of that, they had to go the route of a high school uh, and go d- do a BSN deal. No, that was never the case. I did. The I case did. was they had to have clothes to wear in games this year. <laughs> I did like the BSN guy chiming in. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't I make fun did. of anybody today. I haven't named anybody. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, it's just a generalization. I took a lot of shit in May for people that didn't believe what I was saying. Yeah, I just it's it's very funny to me that you are concerned to that type of a level. About... Well, I, don't think, I think they just want to make fun of, like, you know, they're rivals. They want to make fun of UC. They saw that as a way to make fun of UC. It was just wrong. It was wrong. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> like... I'm not sure the jokes are that that hilarious when it comes to uniforms and contracts and like. Here's here's the other thing, Dave. If you have followed us for long enough, you will know. I don't speculate. If I say something, I, by and large, know what I'm saying. I don't do rumors. We don't do like the boarding house. Is that the Ohio State thing where they just they have an article every day about every rumor that everyone on their staff hears? No, I don't. I'm just saying, like, we don't operate that way. We operate in what we know. And if we don't know for sure, you know what we don't do? We don't say it because we don't know for sure yet. And when we do know for sure, we talk about it. And we talked about it. That should tell you that we had a pretty damn good understanding of what was happening behind the scenes with UC and Knight and Jordan. Yeah. 
It's close. If you feel if you need to get your jokes off to be proven wrong down the road, go ahead. But it was amazing. It was amazing timing by Buddy, though. <laughs> yeah, the UCF dude trying to start that shit yesterday was outstanding, outstanding. And then boom, like it was like twelve hours later that the Biz Journal story hit. That dude is a, he's a, a weird cat. But he ate it. He ate it, though. I'll give him credit. He was he like, did. I was oh, just he, trying to. He did? I don't know. Yeah. No he was like, look, man, I was just trying. It's rivalry week. I was just trying to, like, troll and start some shit. And uh, it would have been real nice if they waited a week or two for that story to come out instead of the next wow. fucking thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he was a good sport about it. He Like, you know. Can you imagine waking up to that? Like, a, a day after you... Start oh, that shit. I'm yeah. like mid Midwest hoops guy who continues to think that he knows everything over everything. Oh, does that is that guy still going? I muted him a long time ago. Hard on UC. He's still attacking UC all day today about the uniforms and how it's a joke. And <laughs> I don't even know, man. Yeah, someone in like in the tweet I put out, it has one comment, and it's a, it was about like. Because I, I, you know, I said what I said about, and it was directed to the UCF guy. Because that's the only thing I saw yesterday. Yeah. And someone asked, like, what about the, what about Nor the Norwood guy or something? And I was, I didn't say anything because I was busy. But I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I'm thinking, like, who is he talking about? Like, I have no right. idea. Oh, I, I didn't know if he was talking about Rick. If he was talking about this person that Aaron just uh, mentioned, who I have no idea who that is either. Rick, Rick, somebody said basically, like, put on his board. I don't know who it was. It was an Xavier guy, I guess, that, like, this is what's going on. They're in negotiations with Nike, but it's not done yet. And Rick was just basically like, no, you're absolutely wrong. I talked <laughs> to some people in the shoe industry, and they said that's not how things work. Oh, okay. Um, so the, the real insiders know that, like, I don't read really any – Anybody else. <laughs> well, no, any, any mentions, like, in our Twitter feed. Right. Like, people probably think I'm, like, an ass for never responding, but I just, you know, I, you're, most of the time they're, you know, if they're emotional, resp emotional responses, what am I going to say that's going to, like, yeah, you know, calm you down or change your mind or think that, you know, so I just don't even read them. Uh, so, like, there could have been people, you know, saying stuff, and I'd be like, I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> I mean, you and Aaron have to be proud of me. I have not argued with anybody on Twitter in I know weeks, weeks. We should keep a, a clock, like a a tally, <laughs> a, a, a board behind you. So, how many you're going to have to wait? How, how many days has it been since? Yeah, yeah. you're going to have yeah. to wait until I do it once, and then start. And then the next day, is right? Because we because we have no idea right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm allowed I, I, in that scenario. I would still be allowed to like mess with people a little bit, right? Uh, you're messing with people and other people's. It's been zero days without a Chad Twitter incident. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's been zero Aaron. days since someone has texted me on the side asking if Chad's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll have our own. We'll have our own boards, Dave. (laughs) I wasn't okay at that point in time. I was (laughs) no, and I and I understood that. And and, and there were still times where I'd be like, "Dude, like, step away from the phone for a minute, man. (laughs) Like, go smoke a pack of cigarettes, but just don't tweet for for five minutes." (laughs) Same. Like, all 20 of them lined up because right to the dome because guess what you're done doing those tweets you still don't feel any better so uh no i felt sometimes i felt better <laughs> sometimes i needed to so there was a lot of venting that was bottled up in me over the last oh, six know. years sometimes i felt better i'm not see how, see how just the aura that it gives you to to just be like I could say I could say something funny. I could say something, but like, I get the bigger thrill, and I don't have to deal with it nearly as much as as you have. But no, my you my bigger thrill is when someone says something, and they are just dying to get a response so that they can say the next thing, and yeah. you just don't say anything, and it makes it seem like you're not even acknowledging. They yeah, there's said- a lot of people, like I've muted a lot of people that I know, like I I know if I don't mute this person, I'm going to fight, like I'm going to fight. So I'll just mute them and I won't see it. And if I don't see it, then I, I won't get worked up. See, I like, and- I like seeing it and laughing because it's comic entertainment for me to like, oh, I could say something good here, but I'm not even going to because like you. I fu- can't avoid that. I can't like, if I got a chance to make a funny, I I because no, they want to fight and I'm right. just laughing. Right. That's <laughs> that was almost always the case, but now it's just better. I just I just just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> so when when's our first hoops game? Uh Monday night, 9 p.m. Monday. Oh, just on Monday nighter at nine. That's fun. It's men's and women's doubleheader. Women at six, men at nine. Fun. Are you going to both? I I still have a child that I have to care for, so I'm not sure. I hope we play really well in the first half because I got (laughs) I got no interest in watching the second half of a UIC game at at ten thirty at night on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, do I still think Perry commits next week? I think Travis Perry commits before the end of the signing period, which goes from a week from tonight is the start of the signing period. It goes for a week. So I think it's going to be next week, uh, but I'm not betting my life on that. I just, from everything I've heard, the intention is to sign early. So sometime in a window, of seven days that begins next Wednesday. We'll go from there. All right. It's going to wrap it up. I don't have anything else to you. No, I don't think so. All right. The whole last half hour was brought to you, though, by Homefield. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Dave, bomber jacket, Monday. I I did see that today. Thanks, Aaron. Sorry. Anyhow, 
Code BCJ23 at checkout, homefieldapparel.com. Monday, I can't wait to see what the what it's going to be. It can't just be a seatball, right? It's got to be like a Bearcat head or the dunking Bearcat. Like their thing is retro design. Yeah. So it's got to be something. You know what? Have you seen the red angry Bearcat? I don't know. You know the gray angry Bearcat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they have one in the um in the basketball media room on one of the backdrops oh, okay. that's all red, and that thing is fire, fire. For for those that uh, have not purchased their apparel, I, it runs kind of small. What did you so, get? That ran small. The hoodies don't. The run hoodie. Small, I don't think my hoodie. Really? My Tennessee one. Yeah. Hmm. The UC ones I've gotten have been fine. Aaron. Well. Maybe you're just running big, Dave. Oh, I'm certainly that. Like, we're, <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. This isn't a home field problem. No, we're, we're, no not, we're not in college anymore, Dave. <laughs> not, not, like I, have, I have other hoodies that are not, you know, the, the same size or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're not running small. That's for sure. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, uh, I'm super excited. You see an X. Uh, have home field launches on Monday the 6th. Uh, bomber jackets is is nobody else does them. Like, that's the fun thing about like that from home field is they're not afraid to do some stuff. They, they'll do the Char- Charlie know, Hustle does them, do they? Yeah, they did the one that Jim- Jerome Tang wore at Media Day that was pretty sick. Uh, yeah, Charlie Hustle doesn't have Cincinnati no, rights yet. Don't. No, they have almost all the Big Twelve schools, not yeah. Cincinnati yet. But I'm talking like quarter zips. What color? What color do we think they're going to be? Black. I would guess black, but I would prefer red. Black with red and white cuffs. Yeah, yeah, probably. And something either gray or. I'm gonna get one and put my last name on the back, like it's my varsity jacket. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That would be outstanding. All right. Yeah. Homefieldapparel.com. What, 15% off? 15% off of the bomber jacket when it drops on Monday. I am super excited to see what it looks like. Did you say Xavier's has some too? Well, that's like the thing they're doing. They're doing like their basketball launch. And the basketball launch on Monday is UC Xavier. So they made like 10 of those, I assume. That's yeah, yeah. At least four. It's a Midwest launch. Yeah. Can we get can we get some for uh for us? I highly doubt they're sending us power. <laughs> even if they did, you'd never have it on the show. You don't even put the team ticker up, Dave. I'd I'd wear it on the show. I would. If you got the right size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wearing, wearing, a, wearing a hoodie hoodie right now. I could throw a jacket on. You could wear a home field hoodie during the podcast. There's I don't have any. Monster. I don't have any UC ones. You have a Tennessee one. I do. You could wear that. <laughs> Listen, could. people get pissed off because you got a Tennessee yeah. hoodie on during the show. they wear a Tennessee shirt on a UC podcast. Like, you're not okay, paying. look. 
I'll wear look, whatever you want me to wear if you're paying me. <laughs> look, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a deal. If we get to the end and like the Kansas week, and they still haven't won. You wear your Tennessee home field. I'll wear my UCLA home field. <laughs> and we'll just set everybody off. We'll just talk about no, no UC things. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> just shoot the shit. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a popular episode. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks to Dave. Thanks to Turtles Brew. Thanks to Home Field. Thanks to the Holy Grail. Thanks to T Ticker. We will uh we'll see you next week. Hopefully. Hopefully after a win. Please, God, please. This is the Holy Grail BCJ podcast. Right here on BearcatJournal.com.